year, romance nerds. Woo! In honor of this being our first full-length episode of the year, I would like to do something a little different today from our normal romance roundup. Okay. Let's just talk about reading today. <gasps> Yay! It's going to be more interesting, I swear. One of my favorite things. <gasps> what a shock. I know. <laughs> Music! Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. I don't know. It's the first thing that popped in my head. It's been a weird brain music mm-hmm. day. Anyways. Hey there, romance nerds. I'm Jen. And I'm Jackie. We're two librarians from Nopal in upstate New York, and you're listening to Raging Romantics. In this podcast, we like to think a little too deeply about romance books. If you're into theory, history, and raging about romance landia, then you should stick around. Please be advised that some of the things we talk about may not be suitable for younger listeners. Content warnings for episodes are available in the show notes. Jen, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. All right. Let's rage! Hey, Jen. Hey, Jackie. What do you use in the bathroom on January 1st after number two? If this gets me fired, I'm going to be really mad (laughs) at you. A New Year's bidet. I don't get it either. Never mind. Maybe I'll do something different. Okay. What do cows say on January 1st? Happy Moo Year. Dang it. Okay. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What is corn's favorite holiday? Corn the vegetable. Corn the vegetable. Not the band. Oh. Uh, Something with popcorn. That's that's not fireworks. I don't know, actually. New Year's Eve. Oh, oh, that's funny. I'm sorry. Those are so bad. I'm so sorry. (laughs) What would it be if we didn't ring in the New Year with a bad dad joke? Okay, that was better than what I thought it was going to be. I had other ones saved, and I'm so mad. I didn't remember to like bring them up, and they were way back in my archives. So it's a good thing we've got lots of time in the year since we are still here somehow. Maybe that should be my resolution: is to get better at telling jokes on the podcast. Hey there, romance nerds. Jackie and I are honored you chose to start a fresh new year off right by listening to us ramble and rage into these microphones. I don't think you'll regret it, but we'll see. (laughs) I don't totally understand how we're still here, but here we are. It's all thanks to you, our lovely listeners, and the generous patience of the Northern Onondaga Public Library. They're very patient. I'm crossing my fingers that one of your resolutions was to visit the library more often. If you're in the area, Jackie has amassed a lovely romance collection here at North Syracuse, or go on an adventure to your own library and see what you discover. Also, if you're doing no by January, then the best way to live up to that if you're a bookish person is to go to the library because, girl math, you can use the library and not spend a single doll hair. That is amazing. Good. There you go. Good insight, Jackie. Hashtag I didn't even girl know math. that was a thing. <laughs> But hey, turning back to resolutions, since I deliberately built that segue, (laughs) I don't think anyone has to be told that some sort of resolution or goal setting for the new year is pretty popular with most Americans. Lots of people want to improve themselves in some way, and some think that the new year will provide a kind of catalyst to change, and uh, Mm. (laughs) we know that doesn't usually work that Mm -hmm. way, right? I gave up making really elaborate ones when I failed to make my goals several years in a row, but I have set some kind of reading goal for myself since I was in grad school. I know Goodreads isn't a perfect site, but I genuinely enjoy tracking my reading that way. And also through this yearly Excel sheet, bookriot.com releases every year. In case you don't know this, librarians love data. So I have lots of data on my book reading. It's really fun. So that is why I am so sad. That 2023 was the first year ever I did not make my yearly reading goal. A lot of stuff happened. It doesn't feel great. I'm not really sure where I went wrong. It's very generous of you to be like, a lot of stuff happened. But you know, even like my worst years of my life, I managed to make it. Well, didn't your water boiler explode like three times? It wasn't the water boiler. It was my uh, sump pump that failed to work. So yeah, water did flood my basement three times. 
Ew. I guess I did. You have also a lot of live stuff on a floodplain. <laughs> yeah, so. I had a lot of stuff go wrong this year. And I don't want to be like all doom and gloom about tech and the world in general and my own personal stuff. Because, yeah, that stuff is true. But at least for me, it has been really hard to focus lately. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like an age thing or a phone thing. I've gotten like too addicted or a work thing. But it's just a lot easier for me to watch Bob's Burgers on repeat or to reread sections of old Kindle books or, you know, refresh an app 20 times in a row than try to pick up a new book. Yep. So Zoom I've been scroll. like struggling with that for a long time. Yeah. Which sucks because I find for myself, reading makes me a much better, happier, smarter person. It removes me from my phone or away from watching TV. It's a comfort food. It's a window into other kinds of experiences. It puts me into a different reality and so on and on and on and on. Like this is a book podcast. I'm sure you guys feel the same way. Yeah. Right. And obviously between the library and the podcast, reading books is uh, very important to my job. Mm -hmm. Anyone who says librarianship is purely about books is an idiot, but it's not exactly inappropriate. Like Like it has its place too. Yeah. You know? So I don't want to preach to the choir here since, again, I'm assuming you guys like reading too. I don't know if you would be with us otherwise. But it's worth mentioning that there are a lot of benefits to reading besides just some fun. It can help keep your brain healthy and active. It can soothe or comfort you if you're having a hard day. Time.com even said reading can help lower your heart rate and help you sleep better. Okay. I do have to laugh though. What? Because, like, you read a dark romance or yeah. you read, like, a fantasy romance. Yeah. And you are yelling, or if you read the 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 one that made you throw the book across the room oh, three that times, one. that yeah. is not lowering your heart rate and cortisol levels. I guess though it's in a healthier way. Like if I'm going to be upset about something, I'd rather be upset about flame in the flower yeah. than my sump pump failing to work three That's times true. in a row. Maybe they were surveying like nonfiction readers. That too, that'd be curious. Yeah, but I think just in general, it probably does do something for like a psychological torment on yes. you if you're having like a hard time. And yeah, like if I'm reading flame in the flower, I throw it away from me and it's done. If I have to deal with my sump pump, that is a much you can't longer really throw problem. that. Yeah, I mean, I could. Yeah, <laughs> anger, righteous <laughs> anger. There's even some research that it can help people develop empathy and critical thinking skills, mm. right? So I have a ton of reasons for why I want to keep my reading goals and why I'm so sad I did it. I'm so sad, Jackie. <laughs> Do you feel that here's our therapy session uh, all day? Go for Do it. Do you feel that somebody's judging you for not feeling finishing your reading? Goals? I'm judging me. Okay. <laughs> why? Why are you judging you? I mean, because I, I said I was going to read 200 books. I didn't read 200 books. That's a shit ton of books, man. Well, it's actually, <laughs> first of all, quarter. That's a quarter. I no, know. No, that's actually lower than what I normally do. I think my highest goal, like right after I got out of grad school and I had all this time, I read 386. That yeah. was like right after I got out of grad school and I had yep. all this time. And yep. yeah, it was a YA librarian. So I was trying to keep up with YA stuff. So 200 is, is a little more reasonable. And it's usually what I make between yeah. like two. I usually set it for 200 to 250. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I only got to like 160 this year. It's still more than year. me. No, sorry, I got to 141. So actually, oh, it sucked okay. more Never than mind. I thought it did. It's less than me. Yeah. I read yeah. 151 books. Yeah. See? Which is still a lot. I know there are people a lot, out there yeah. listening who are like, I read 12 books mm-hmm. last year. And that's, that's still a lot, a lot though. Like, listen, depending on your time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And your interest level. There is no like right and wrong answer mm-hmm. for how many books. If it exactly. takes you a year to read a whole book, mm-hmm. you still read that book. Exactly. So. I think just for me, because knowing how much. My job revolves around books, yeah. how much I normally enjoy books. 200 is really not that much. Yeah. And I failed to make it. I even reread books to try to like pump it up. And you don't count DNFs, right? No, yeah. I don't count. I count everything else though. I count picture books, cookbooks. Yeah. 
it just didn't make it. No. So I am selfishly using this podcast episode as a vehicle for how to actually get more reading in during the year. Okay. I want to talk about ways we can fit reading in during our days and different formats and tools we could utilize. I can't be the only person out there who wants to read more or who wants to enjoy reading again. I mean, you're listening to a romance podcast. Like, we are very clear about what this is. Yeah. So I hope this is something that can be helpful to you. And if you're already amazing at reading and keeping your motivation up, good job. Let us know and give us some tips at ragingromantics at nopal.org. You. I would love to hear about that. So I did throw myself into a lot of research, but I don't want to sound like a drill sergeant to you guys. Maybe for you, assigning a number of books is too stressful. I've definitely met people like that. They just want to have a lot of fun, go with the flow. Totally valid and fine. Maybe you want to make different reading goals than just a quantity of books. Maybe you just want to enjoy it more. Maybe you want to read more deeply or widely. There's mm -hmm. a lot of different kinds of goals you can set for yourself mm -hmm. or maybe you make a goal not to set a goal mm -hmm. all right just consider this episode to be a lot of ideas and you can take the ones that apply best to you also be gentle with yourself even though i am very very annoyed i did not read my 200 books last year this year i'm only setting myself for 100 because for me personally that's still a much easier number to hit and it gives me a lot of wiggle room for those periods i just don't feel like reading mm -hmm. and since i count almost everything i read the only way i don't hit 100 books is if i end up in like a long coma yeah. At some point. Like for months on end, I'm in a coma. Yeah. Or I'm like trapped in a cave. I will say, you'll know Jen and I are really sick if we don't read while we're out sick. Like I had yeah. the flu for the first mm -hmm. time in years over Christmas. Mm -hmm. I did not read a single book over mm -hmm. that week, which was so bizarre. Yeah. And I was like, I want to read, but I just, I physically can't, just can't. right now. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. So Jackie, I know you set good read goals too. Mm -hmm. What was yours this year? As someone who did make their reading goal, do you want to talk a little bit about it and how yeah. you made it? So I read 151 books last year and that for me, I didn't know if I was actually going to make it because in like this summer I had a lot of stuff going on too and my brain just wasn't in a high reading space and mm -hmm. I kept hitting books that I just couldn't get through mm -hmm. and I don't count DNFs either. Yeah. Like if I get more than halfway, I'll count it. Yeah, it's true. Like if I get a certain percentage, I might, or I might skim the rest yeah. just so I can say, oh, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, up until maybe October, I just had a really hard time finishing a book. So I actually even knocked that down to 100 last year for my mm -hmm. reading goal. But then I got to 151 and I felt better about myself because mm -hmm. I binge read like three yeah. fantasy series. Mm -hmm. um, so this year I'm again doing 150 books and my goals outside of like I almost said monetary <laughs> outside of like <laughs> numerical quantifying like how many books mm -hmm. I'm going to read I really want to read more diversely right. I want to include more like own voices mm -hmm. and especially in my like favorite in fantasy and romance I want to include like other authors besides like the big white women mm -hmm. authors you know um and then I don't know just have fun yeah. doing it only read stuff I want to read mm -hmm. there are some authors that I'm going to be leaving behind in 2023 for oh, okay. various reasons okay. um so I'm excited to like try to be more of a what's the word when you're like an active reader and aware reader maybe aware is the word I'm looking for this <laughs> is separate from woke yeah no no <laughs> we are not going there <laughs> but no like more aware of the context around the books okay. that I'm reading okay so yeah cool and I'm gonna try to read nonfiction this year mm -hmm. which I don't like to read nonfiction because there I is some burnt out so hard during grad mm -hmm. school the only nonfiction I tend to read is like history or mm -hmm. archaeology books but I'm trying to read an Oppenheimer biopic right now okay. so well hey maybe you could pick up some tips too from everything I okay. read over okay. the weekend yeah this was something I decided to do like Saturday an hour before <laughs> Can it came to me where I was like oh this is what I need to talk about because I've been struggling so much and yeah again I'm imagining maybe you guys are struggling too with this so 
let's dive into some of the advice I found online on how to actually read more. It's stuff I hadn't thought of either, which kind of surprised me as librarians. I feel like at a certain point we hear it all. Yeah. But some of this was some like interesting takes I'd never okay, considered. Okay, hit me with it. So if you want to make reading more of a goal of yours, you can try things like this advice always makes me want to punch someone i'm saying that in advance i'm very sorry okay because like whenever they do it to me i'm just like oh it sounds like homework and it sounds like patronizing i'm just like shut up but unfortunately it is necessary you should try to make reading a habit oh yeah Ugh, which i like i hate saying it's so gross it's really grating annoying advice that's usually correct but it's like it can even be an unconscious habit yeah. i feel like so for me i always read before bed yeah and i'm trying to like get back into that and get mm-hmm. better about not scrolling yeah. before bed scrolling stuff because i always read mm-hmm. before bed and that helps me fall asleep and if i'm scrolling then mm-hmm. i'm doing that and not reading i think that helps a lot the timing is really important when you try to make reading a, ha- a habit most of the resources i read said you should either set this as like 15 minutes in the morning mm. you set your alarm a little bit earlier so you can spend like a luxurious half an hour in bed reading and just kind of like sinking into the pillows and the sheets right or you're like jackie and you take some time to read at bedtime which actually is healthier for you anyway there's a lot of research about like the kind unwinding. of effects blue light from your cell phone has on your brain and it like it keeps you from sleeping <laughs> that being said i do read on my ipad a lot but yeah. i set it to the yellow light mm-hmm. and i have my glasses which now have blue light flu filters and I think there's there's kindles and other devices yes, you can like buy the paper that, white yeah the, that. that don't have that kind of effect on your brain yes. if that's something that's available to you guys or you can you know always come to the library get a paper book yeah. <laughs> um but you should definitely pick whatever amount of time that works for you. Maybe it's like five pages. Maybe it's a couple of paragraphs, whatever it is, as long as it makes sense. So for me personally, this is something I'm trying to do on the weekends. Because if I do end up getting invested in a book, I might not go to bed till 3 a.m. And like Jackie, I think it helps me sleep a little better because then I'm off my phone and I'm not playing like a stupid phone game or I'm not Scrolling going through. Yeah, I'm not on something really stupid that I don't really need to. It's just, it's like really scary when you read about the effects that phones have on you and how they deliberately build them to be as addictive as possible. Yeah. So really like, you know, push back against Apple and read a book. I think that's what I'm saying. I think it's also important to think about trying to start small. I think it can sound kind of intimidating for me and Jackie to be like, oh, we read 200 to 150, blah, blah, blah. But it really doesn't have to be that. Like, like Jackie said, you could read like five books of picture books. Yeah don't grab game of thrones immediately maybe <laughs> if you're trying to set something like this no. up maybe you don't even want to read an adult book maybe you want to grab something like a ya or a middle school book it makes it a lot easier to succeed getting into that habit of reading more and then it ends up building on itself if you start kind of small and you just like keep going up and up i would also like to add to that too if you have like a huge a f- like a favorite tv show yeah. or a movie that is adapted from mm-hmm. a book oh then- grab that try that because yeah. like i was guilty of this with the witcher i watched like the first two seasons mm-hmm. we do not talk about the third season it's just foreboding um and i was like man i wish i knew what happened next i was like jackie mm-hmm. it's a book series read the book and you'll yeah. know what happens next <laughs> so it could be like entice you yeah. to read on mm-hmm. and that's actually something we do as librarians if we're working with a kid sometimes i will ask them well what tv shows do you like because yes. it gives me a little hint of the genre yeah you notice you like a lot of fantasy show- fantasy shows then yeah grab a fantasy book yeah that that's something help. i always start do. with middle school yeah. Like, I actually really like middle school. So maybe you grab a middle school, you grab Dogman, and you're like, this is actually awesome. I'm just going to read, do- like, Dogman in middle school for the rest of the year. Percy Jackson. All reading is good reading. Don't yes. let anybody tell you, no, it's not good enough. YA is only for children. Unless it's pirated. <laughs> yeah, there you go. If it's pirates, that's fine. Pirated, <laughs> no. <laughs> that is a very smart distinction. Thank you, Jackie. You're welcome. Due diligence. <laughs> it's totally fine if you're not this person, but I personally, I love to track my reading, like I said. 
unfortunately it didn't help me last year but I love to look through all the books that I've ever read I love to see the books that I did last year it reminds me of different periods in my life too like Mm -hmm. I remember when I don't know like the time in my life I was reading Dogman nonstop or yes like a Kristen Ashley when I was really into her I had just moved into my house so I still remember kind of sitting around my empty living room and like a bed that had just barely been made reading like this stuff um, it's just like a nice kind of nostalgic thing I like to go back and read my old reviews and be like mm. Jackie you thought you were so cool but you sounded so dumb <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point going back to when I was a YA librarian and leaving stuff and like oh Jen it lets me see gaps in my own reading too which would be useful if you have a goal like Jackie's and you want to see oh you know I'm reading a lot of white men I actually realized this year I mostly read uh, white women Mm -hmm. so at least that's a step up for me but I got to do a little better Mm -hmm. Uh, I very 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 rarely read men or have male protagonists and I don't know if that's just the romance thing or whatever if I've also noticed I've read like 20 Kindle books in a row then that's when I grab a nonfiction because it's like okay I'm like gotta take a break stop giving Amazon money there are a lot of ways to track your reading. You can make your own Excel sheets like I grabbed from Book Riot, or you can use a reading tracker like Goodreads, or there was this one you gave me last year. What was it? Storygraph. Storygraph. Do you want to talk about Storygraph? So Storygraph actually has gotten – we're recording this on January 8th. On January 1st, Storygraph crashed because there were so many people logging oh in and creating accounts. That's insane. Yeah, Good so Storygraph. Storygraph is really awesome if you're like – Jen and I and you like statistics Mm -hmm. because it's kind of like Spotify wrapped at the end of the year where Storygraph Mm -hmm. will give you a Storygraph wrapped essentially and on top of that you can get really like niche with your reviews and you can really seek out things specifically here let me get logged into Storygraph and I'll pull it up also, apologies just to take us out for a minute. Um, If you hear a rattling of a vent that is because we are recording in a room we do not usually record in but... All right, so I really like Storygraph because it breaks books down into not only genres and subgenres, but into like mood and feeling. Yeah, that was really fun. So like it'll break it down into pace. So like Temple of No Gods Mm -hmm. is overall reviewed as fiction and fantasy, yes, but it's reviewed as adventurous, mysterious, and medium-paced. And then on top of that, you can add your own shelves like we do on Goodreads. Mm -hmm. I love shelves. I do. They're so helpful. things on shelves. But then also it's really handy if you look at the community reviews. Um, and the content warnings because mm-hmm. users can submit their own content oh, warnings, nice, which yeah. I really like. So if you mm-hmm. have something specifically, you can filter books out that mm-hmm. isn't that aren't for you. Yeah. Unfortunately, Goodreads is is not that nice. No, it's definitely not perfect. It's owned by Amazon, so they tend to really pro- like push their own products. Yeah. They the interface is a little dated, but it has all my data from when I was in high school. And it, yeah. It's still the most popular. It is like as popular as Storygraph is getting. There's still some bugs there too because it's just not as polished. Right, in a way. it's there not was, as like, seamless yet. They're working on it, but like Amazon has more money, so Goodreads is a little bit nicer. I will in a say way. Goodreads also crashed on January first because there oh. are so many people trying to log <laughs> on. <laughs> all right, so I guess just all of them suck in a certain way, and there are a bunch of other kinds of reading trackers. There's a lot of like phone specific ones. There's a lot of like you could just start it on a piece of paper. It doesn't mm-hmm. even have to be that fancy. But at least for me, I find it helpful. And maybe it would too for you too. So one thing too, I don't know if it'll be sacrilege for people, but I think it's really important to know when to quit reading a book. If you're just not into it, it's not worth forcing yourself through a book to finish it. Mm-hmm. I usually give books about 50 pages to try to grab my attention. Sometimes less, honestly, it really depends on the author. And then, you know what? I return it to the library if I don't like it. That's yeah. the beauty about the library. It didn't cost me anything to try it out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There's so many stories out there. You really don't need to waste your time reading one like it's medicine. 
And I think, too, when people try to force them through a story, that's when you end up taking, like, six months to read a single book. Yeah. Right? Like, why it's read like one homework. book for six months instead of 12? Exactly. Exactly. Also, hey, uh, speaking of libraries, <laughs> not to toot our own horn, but beep, beep. making a regular monthly or even weekly visit to a library could be a great way to get you reading again. It's free books, first of all. Just check out anything that interests you. Give it a whirl and you did not waste any money on it if you don't like it. That's true. Exactly. Plus, there's something about setting up like a little date to get out of the house, stroll the shelves, find something a little special for yourself mm -hmm. that, again, didn't cost mm -hmm. any money. I even do this as a librarian. I'm in libraries all the time, but I try to explore unfamiliar ones a few times a year. Sometimes you don't know what you want to read until the book is actually right in front of you. Plus, if you're struggling to find anything, there are people right there to help you. Just go to North Syracuse and talk to Jackie. Yep. I would be helpful if you could find me. That's usually the thing about yeah, drugs. Yeah, it's kind of hard to find sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> One thing I've started to do for myself after my shift is over, I just I walk around the shelves in my own library and see what I most feel like reading right then and there in that moment. And then I just grab it. I find my moods change a lot. And sometimes I put something on hold like two days ago and then I don't care about it when it actually comes yeah. in. <laughs> right. But if I grab something and start it as soon as possible, usually I find myself sinking right into the story. And I think there's something to be said for that kind of mood reading. That's how I ended up discovering S.A. Cosby. And I read two of his books in like two days. The third is waiting for me once I finish this episode. So hey. I'm very excited to do that uh, tonight or tomorrow. We'll see. But speaking of S.A. Cosby, you guys know me as a romance reader. And that is what I typically read. But there is something really engaging about going out of my usual reading patterns and picking up a book like Razorblade Tears or All the Sinners Bleed. S.A. Cosby does more of like a thriller, mystery, southern noir. 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 That's how often I read it. I can't even say it. Noir type plots. It was the first time in a long time I'd even read a book with a male protagonist. And it was like I couldn't put the books down. It was just so different from my normal taste. and It was really good. I didn't even want to eat dinner until I finished. So wow. you know what? Maybe to help you get into nonfiction, you have to pick something that is not history. Maybe you got to pick like an animal book. I do like adventure and animal yeah. books. Yeah. And you cool. know what? Uh, How to Be a Good Creature is one of my favorite nonfiction animal books. Okay. So you got to try to pick that one up. But I'm just saying maybe you need to go and like explore the, the 600s. You know, get like an art book. Try like a bio or a memoir. I'm doing a bio. Well, memoir. Maybe it is a memoir. I don't. What's the difference between a bio and a memoir? Bio is written about them. Memoir is written about is written by them in a specific period of time. So it's not even like a full complete picture. So of it's not life. an autobiography. Autobiography would be like a full complete, like a bigger, more complete picture. Okay. Memoir usually tends to be more of like a piece. Okay. It tends to be. Gotcha. That's good to know. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, you know, I do run the memoir book club. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I'm just saying. Trying to get out of your usual wheelhouse and doing something completely new might spark something and it might make you like, oh, I got to read more of this or I'm inspired by this or something like this. Yeah. And I think this kind of helps me with my own mindset too. One of the more interesting pieces of advice I read was to try to switch your mindset from I have to read to I get to read. Yes. Oh I boy. I want to read. Right? I yeah. want to read. And this is definitely something I struggle with. As soon as I feel like reading has been assigned to me, especially for work stuff, I no longer want to do it. That yep. is why sometimes I wait till the day of to read my book club books. Because it's <laughs> like, you know, I was really excited to read this for a year and then it's here and I'm like, oh, now I have to. Ugh. It just, it feels like school. It does. I love school, but I'm very glad to be out of school. And, but now that I kind of have that idea, I'm going to try to carry that energy of, oh, I get to read S.A. Cosby slash something new to, hey, I get to read my book club book. Oh boy, I get to read this because it's like, I mean, I'm getting paid to read, to read. So like, I should love it. Yeah. 
I'm going to try to put that into my brain. I don't know if it's going to work, but, you know, I'm going to give it a go. So we'll see. Okay. All right. This this next one, it might not be the most practical advice for some people. I will say that up front. But I saw it listed over and over again, so I'm going to say it. If you're in the space or if you have the space to do so, you could establish, like, a special reading area that is just for reading. You just sit there and all you do is read. Aside from giving you the space to literally just read, it can also kind of help tell your brain, okay, it's reading time, the same way an office tells you it's work time. If you want to do something really dramatic, and again, the only reason I'm telling you this is because I'm thinking about it, you could move your TV out of your bedroom or your living room. Just take temptation. I know Jackie's already looking at me like, what are you talking about, Jen? If you have the space. (laughs) If you have the space. Again, if you have the space, if you don't live with anybody that would hate your guts, but I'm just saying, instead of getting caught up in a marathon, just turning the, the TV on and just getting lost in like nothing, just stu- something stupid, you could just read a book and then make more of like a... See, I've always dreamed of having a TV room. Mm. Like, I don't want a TV in my bedroom. I don't want it in my living room. I want like a room I have to specifically go to when I feel like watching TV as opposed to sitting in my living room and I'm like, my brain is dead. I don't have anything on my phone. I don't feel like picking up the book, so I'm just going to turn the TV on and waste like three hours. See, that's why you need a hobby like crochet where you, you just can do it listen to an audiobook mm-hmm. at the same time as you crochet. Well, I am bad at crochet. I bad at something with yarn. I don't remember what I tried, but I was very bad at it. Did it have two or one? Two. Okay, knitting. I'm not good at knitting. Knitting so hard. assuming about crochet. <laughs> but, I, you know, it's worked for some people. They've actually moved the TV and then, yeah, they, they put the bookcase there instead and it's the books are right there. You can't yep. exactly forget about it. Yeah. So it's something I'm trying to think about. I'm like looking at my house like, could I actually move the TV? Do you have a TV? You know what? That's what makes me so mad. I finally (laughs) set up, I did finally set up a big TV in my living room. Like my mother gave me one years ago and I just never bothered with it. And I set it up. I'm watching so much more TV than I ever wanted to. And I think that's oh, part of my problem. Yeah, I'm okay. like, I just have Bob's Burgers on repeat every day. Oh, that's why I said Bob's Burgers. I okay. love Bob's Burgers. I've watched it like 12 times, though. I could take a break. And I just don't want to. I don't even want to watch a new TV show. I just want to watch Bob's Burgers all the oh, time. Oh, my goodness. It's so, bad. <laughs> so, yeah, for me, I might seriously consider just like hiding my TV where I can't see it. So, that is an option. Maybe for some people who. Yeah, they don't have family members that would strangle them. Because if I tried to tell that to my mother, she would disown me. There is also, if you are a person who's lucky enough to be able to read when there's noise around you, mm-hmm. you there's, I've recently discovered, this is nothing new, but ambiance on YouTube. Okay. So, like, you can set up an ambiance. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, snow in a fireplace. Oh, you know what? I've started doing that at work. Or, like, forest yeah. cave or it's like fire in a forest. Jazz in a coffee shop. Yeah. Those are really nice. Yep, those are good. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually set them up for my craft programs and, like, we have music on in the background. But oh, that's so, so nice. I've recently started doing it mm-hmm. while, while I write, not mm-hmm. while I read, because I can't read with, with other <laughs> noise going around. But it's really nice when I'm doing something else. I think that's a good point, because I know there are a lot of people who just do not like silence, and they have to have something on in the background, and that yeah. sometimes ends up being TV, and then you get distracted by the TV, and you don't do what you were actually doing. You're just yeah, watching Linda and Bob have like yep. a fun little life with their children. Yep. Too much. So whether you have the space to make a reading spot or move your TV around, you can also try to make your reading to, uh, to be read list harder to ignore. One year I went around and put sticky tabs on every single book on my shelf I hadn't yes. read yet. Yes, you did. It didn't work that well. I, let, I took them all off the, the year after because <laughs> I didn't care that much. But you know what? I think it could bother other people into actually doing it. You can also scatter books around where you hang out. So when the mood strikes, your book is literally right there. So mm-hmm. I try to keep books like right next to my couch, uh, right next to my bed, in my kitchen. Like they're, they're kind of everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, depending on where I am. 
I also have a bookshelf in my room of books I haven't read yet, so it's right in my face. Yeah. So I just I just try to put books everywhere, and it helps sometimes. It doesn't always help. But. I recently, so when I had the flu and I couldn't read, I decided mm-hmm. to reorganize all my bookshelves. Yeah. And I ended up, I had an entire shelf, basically, of books I hadn't read. Mm-hmm. So I one of my goals is to start working down this shelf. Nice, yeah. And I did the librarian thing, and I put them in alphabetical order. Well, of course, yeah. Author. Yeah, so, you should. You know. That is the way to do it. I don't care if you like the color method. No, I don't do the color method because that's just too much. Because then your series gets split yes, up. Yes, and they're just up. like, I just remember what the book looks like. I mean, you suck. I hate you. It's like people who turn the books I'm like sorry, inside out or like <gasps> backwards, so all you see are the edges. And I'm like, yes, it's aesthetic. I don't care. But tell me you're Joanna not a reader Gaines. without telling me you're not a reader. I'm not a big Magnolia person, but when Joanna Gaines started doing that, Mm-mm. God, I was so mad. No, I did. Okay, do you want a fun fact of the day? Go for it. I recently learned the history of deckled edges. Okay. What's so deckled story? edges are like the wavy, like yeah. you look at a book edges and it's mm-hmm. like the funky. So it used to be because like in the early 1900s when books were starting to be mass produced, mm-hmm. um, the, some of the pages were still like bound together because mm-hmm. they were printed accordion yeah. style. So you would have to cut the edges mm-hmm. when you got a book. And so that's how books became deckled. And now it's more of an aesthetic thing. Oh, cool. But, okay. but that's what it was. And in Great Gatsby, mm-hmm. there is a scene uh, it didn't make it into like any of the movies or TV shows, basically. But like somebody's admiring Gatsby's library, and he's like, and how he has cut his books. And Gatsby goes, "Yeah, I want them to cut so that they know, even if I haven't read the book yet, I still appreciate the mm-hmm. book." Gotcha. So, okay. There's the history of Deckled Edges for your that. Jeopardy fact of the day. Oh, good. It's exciting. Thank you, Jackie. You're welcome. Cool. <laughs> I think it's important to think about not reading alone either. You can try to join a community of readers. Most libraries have book clubs. Uh, Here we are, Jackie and I, memoir and romance between us. But you can also check local bookshops or, you know, you can just start your own. Like nobody's stopping you. It's not like you need a license to start a book club. I just started one with my long distance friends. Um, We're the Sarah J. Moss girlies. Oh, that's cute. But um, we're going to be doing bi-monthly book clubs where we buy. There's only three of us, so it's Mm -hmm. not super expensive. If you have a big group, it might be. But we're going to buy each other books Mm -hmm. and we send them to each other. So like in February, it's my turn. So I'm going to be buying two books. Mm -hmm. Well, they're the same books. I'm going to send them out to my friends. Shout out to Anna and Mallory. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to have a book club on where we can like virtually meet mm-hmm. and talk and talk about the books see that's so nice you guys could do that too yeah and then you guys can have a whole community of readers and it's beautiful and you could also just do it classically with mm-hmm. like library books you don't have to go buy the books well i'm gonna ruin that lovely sentiment <laughs> by giving you a su- suggestion i hate but jackie will love okay I, ugh. I, uh, is it go to a bookstore no oh. i don't mind bookstores bookstores are fine i just you know as a librarian i'm like go to a library first no i'm saying there are a ton of readers on sites like instagram or book talk oh yes yes there are so you could definitely make an We're account a big community yeah you can make an account there and connect with people that way i guess yes. if you really want to but then you do risk you know scrolling through your phone so you know and take it with a little grain of salt and then just be a little careful maybe set like a timer but that is a way to meet people too it's just not for me it's for jackie yeah why do you like going on well actually actually actually, let me ask this do you actually go to find new stuff on book talk or you just talk about books on book talk my algorithm is very well done at this point Mm -hmm. to where i have a lot of like not a lot i have a good amount of people that i follow that whose book reviews and book recommendations i implicitly trust Mm -hmm. so like there's this one woman her name is lauren and i know whenever she recommends a book she calls it the trifecta so it's got high spice high fantasy and a good plot and Mm -hmm. i know whenever she recommends a book she's like it hits the trifecta i'm like instantly add to cart or okay. like add to holds list mm-hmm. or something like that okay um so i just i like to go there and mm-hmm. i know the people who are going to be reviewing books that i like mm-hmm. 
so I think with the social media, it's nice to not only find stuff, but there is a level of, of excitement that I definitely can't match on my own. Yeah. I just, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. But if you can do it, definitely think about it. And maybe that will inspire you to read. Cause it's like, you'll find somebody like Jackie and you got to read it. If your trifecta lady says to read it. <laughs> also, I would take advantage of boredom, right? Mm-hmm. It's so easy to turn on the TV or your phone when there's nothing to do, but maybe try grabbing a book first, even for five minutes. Or you could look for those little breaks in the day where you can read for a little bit instead of looking at Instagram or Twitter. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. Like if sometimes I'll just read when I'm standing in line at the grocery store. Yeah. Like if I'm at the doctor's office, yeah. I, I'll be reading on my phone. Mm-hmm. I always have a book on me in yeah. some way, shape, or form. I don't mind getting my car serviced because I just sit there in the waiting room and read. Oh, yeah. Like it's really nice. Well, I don't have anybody to pick me up. So yeah. <laughs> no, totally no. I mean, that's the same thing. Like last year I sat in Walmart yeah. for an hour while my tires were getting put on exactly. and read a work read romance. <laughs> And you know what? If all else fails, you might just have to bribe yourself. If I can be a little cynical, I've had days where I don't let myself have any cake until I read a little. Like you, you know, you gotta motivation. Exactly, you gotta read a little bit before you get dessert. Reading is its own reward, but humans are dumb, and sometimes you have to fake your motivation until you actually make it. We're food motivated yeah. creatures. Well, and I find too, if I at least get myself started, if I get like just the motivation going, I think sometimes it's so hard for me to move from here. I am sitting on the couch mm-hmm. to getting this book i think just the what's the thing about like motion like an objects ob- in motion i was just thinking that an yeah. object in motion stays in motion and exactly. object rest stays at rest so if i can trick myself into getting into motion then usually i get sucked into a yeah. book right away and I'm, I'm there for a while yeah it's just getting that little like piece started that yeah. i really struggle with so yeah if you have to bribe yourself buy something eat something put something on i don't know when i was in grad school i used to <laughs> when i was trying to write my thesis i used to put a piece of like a wrapped piece of chocolate mm-hmm. between each chapter and so when i got mm-hmm. to the end of chapter i would have chocolate See, so maybe you got to do that with your books just wrap it mm-hmm. please <laughs> no unwrapped chocolate in books god please don't do that with a library book <laughs> please <laughs> we are going to question for at least 15 minutes what you did to it and, and we might charge you we'll probably make i'm not gonna lie <laughs> we're definitely gonna do that <laughs> But there's a couple of of ideas to even get you started. I want to highlight new formats and different tools or apps you can also try out to keep you going. You don't have to just read like a typical text-heavy book. No. Things like graphic novels definitely count. Yes. Maybe you had a parent tell you it's not really reading. They're words on a page. Exactly. You're gathering information from pictures instead of words. It's just a different kind of of, uh, literacy. Yeah. Right? You have to pay attention to the panels since the illustrations do so much of the heavy lifting when it comes to conveying plot or character motivation or setting. So if you find yourself struggling through a book, maybe you should try a graphic novel. You can even read a graphic novel version of a novel you've read before and see how it enhances or changes the story. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's how you finally get through that story you hated in high school. You Mm -hmm. read the Beowulf graphic novel or Romeo and Juliet or whoever. I know I really liked the Kill a Mockingbird was really good, that graphic novel. Reading poetry can also be another powerful way of getting you reading. They're shorter and more compact, so it feels like you can read them faster, even though you might have to kind of go back and, and really absorb and the words. Yeah. I'm honestly not a big poetry fan myself, but I still love Shel Silverstein. I also really love Nikita Gill and Jacqueline Woodson, so they are kind of automatic grabs for me. Mm-hmm. It's a really fun thing to just try. Just, again, yeah. if you want to get into nonfiction, Jackie, go through the, the like poetry, poetry section. Yeah, and just see if there's, like, Something you're into. If you're not, you just drop it back. Yeah, see, and it probably doesn't take you very long to read. No. Yeah, and then that's like a quick thing you can put on your reading goal. And if you're like, oh, there's your little motivation. I guess it's stupid, but I don't ever really consider poetry as nonfiction. I don't know why. Mm. It's just in my brain they're like two separate entities. I I guess it depends on the subject. Yeah. I'll give you that. 
I've never been an audiobook <sighs> listener, but I read so many suggestions to try it and Obviously, my friends have been like, you got to try it. You got to try it for like years. And I have been yelling at her. (laughs) You know, so I decided I finally gave it a shot this weekend Ah. in preparation for this episode. And uh, final final call. Well. It's not terrible. Hey. It's not terrible. I I will say it did take me like half an hour to get into. Okay. Because there was me like, oh, my God, speed. Let's go. Let's get to the point. You have to speed up the the problem. I think part of the problem is, so Jess was the one who ended up recommending this for me, uh, The Adventures of Amina Al-Sharif. And I think because the initial voice was such a nerd sound, mm. I was like, what, the, what is just, because I asked yes. just specifically, like, give me something that sounds good. Like, don't worry. Like, I just want to, like, fall in and enjoy it. And then the voice is just some, like, and this is a tale of the event. And it was just, like, such a geek. And I'm like, what are you doing to me, Jess? But eventually you get through all of the, like, run up yeah it's like run up stuff it's like kind of like a prologue stuff and then when you get to the actual woman speaker it's amazing yeah i i again if you're like me maybe you're resistant to audio because of the speed which has always been a problem for me i read really quickly i skim over stuff i don't care about i go back and forth between parts that kind of thing is a little hard to do in audio my audio books are always set at 1.4 speed okay i'm gonna try that i tried it with just like the normal one just to give it like a real chance too slow okay See, so I'm going to have to go back and try that because the speed was a huge frustration of mine. Uh, my attention was definitely trailing at a couple of points. But then when the action was actually set in the present tense, when she was like actually doing stuff and it wasn't just like backstory of how she got there, that's when I was really like, oh, like this is really cool. Yeah. I'm really engaged. I'm like hanging on every word. I think it helped too. I was paying a lot more attention when I like walked the dog to it. As opposed to when I first tried, I was like, oh, let me make this like very atmospheric. And I got in no. bed and I had new sheets and I lit no. a candle and like I fell asleep <laughs> within like two minutes. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. No. I can only listen to audiobooks when I'm doing yeah. something else. But even that's so something I think else I'm might be try like I'm to watering do that the horses future, at night or I am like cleaning the chicken coop. It's when I do chores. I listen to audiobooks so when I do chores. So I'm going to try to do that or again just walk the dog to it because that was really nice. I also ended up getting so engaged I was I just like sat there and, and sat with the dog and listened yeah. to it but that was at an exciting time I like did stop after that chapter because it got a little boring again but it was like it was nice I yeah mean, try to keep up with it I don't think I'm gonna finish it anytime soon I think that's my other frustration is I, I normally go through books like pretty quick and this is like a 16 hour tape so to me I'm like I can read this so much faster but like you said, if I do it during something, yeah. then you're kind of sneaking in yeah. opportunities for books that you wouldn't have had otherwise. Because obviously I'm not going to read and, and clean the dishes at the same time. I just can't. I, I do read while I walk the dog, but it's a dumb idea because I've tripped. Yeah. I really shouldn't. Safety awareness. Safety Luckily, Lucky is, is pretty fierce, and he lets me know when people are following me. <laughs> Plus, so it's not too bad. Safety awareness. Yeah. Yes. Tiny little fierce. Um, yeah. I will also say on the topic mm-hmm. of audiobook and voices, because mm-hmm. I too also, like, if the voice isn't right, it's not right, right? Mm-hmm. I have favorite narrators that I've learned and that I will go looking for. But also, there is a production company called Graphic Audio, and this is not obviously an ad. But they will do full cast audiobook productions okay. with sounds, with music, mm-hmm. with, like, sound effects. And... A lot of those are actually on Hoopla, Mm -hmm. and they do a lot of big-time authors. So, like, Mm -hmm. all of A Court of Thorns and Roses, all of Crescent City. So all of Sarah J. Moss's work is done with graphic audio. Yeah. So I take that back. You know, that's how I felt, too, listening to it. Because, I mean, obviously, I have kind of, like, a picture of mind. It's literally their, like, slogan, but it's a movie in your mind. While she was talking, I was looking up fan art so I could, like, picture it better. 
the one thing too that was frustrating normally I would probably Google more things I, I can't do that with this because I can't spell I can't spell anything but you know what it's, it's totally fine and I'm very excited to read more I don't know if I'll listen to it tonight but I'm, yeah, I'm gonna do it eventually spell. so it also guilty and you know too it felt like it took up an hour of my day I would have wasted anyway so it was like okay so I'm just sitting here doing nothing I'm proud of you like really engaged with the story I'm hanging out with my dog I'm like yeah it's like a, just like a nice wind down oh they do count they count you're reading yeah. thank you for bringing that up because yes it counts a lot and to all those naysayers it, it, it out there your books are reading they count they have ISBNs it is reading so if you are kind of audio resistant like I am is was however you want to determine it give it a chance if you're, if you're not sure of what to start with, there are a lot of websites online that will be like, oh, this is the best one. Da, 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 da. Or just ask a librarian. Yeah. Here we are. If you Hoopla has a lot of really good mm-hmm. audiobooks, so check out Hoopla. And I really encourage you, if you're trying, if you want to get into audiobooks mm-hmm. as a self-described audiobook nerd, um, if you have a favorite book, go listen to the audiobook. Okay. Because you know the story, you know you love mm-hmm. the story, and now you just have an added layer. So a lot of my rereads, especially right now, as mm-hmm. I'm like rereading a whole series to gear up for the next one, I'm listening to them on the reread. I want to mention, yeah, if you're struggling to find the mental energy to start something new, just reread instead. It definitely yeah. counts as reading. If you go back and reread your favorite books, read it or like listen to it as an audio or read it in a different format, like a graphic novel, uh, especially things you'd read in your childhood or your favorite book. I mean, I think it's really exciting to go back and, and like pick up different like thing like different aspects that maybe you missed in the initial reading or as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like rereading can be really powerful and it definitely counts. Mm-hmm. So I would try that if, you know, everything I've said is just like, no, I can't do that. Well, then go back and read Anna Green Gables. Yeah. Or go back and read uh, the Catcher in the Rye. Or the giver, or the whatever you guys read as a child. I'm not <laughs> maybe not to catcher guess. in the rye. <laughs> hey, listen, you know, maybe you gotta try it. I don't know. Maybe you, it'll hit different as an adult. You can also try reading ebooks or listening to yes. e audio. There's some research that people don't retain quite as much info on a screen as they do on a physical page. I'm mm. a little grain of salt with that, but honestly, it's just so convenient to have. Yes, I open my Kindle app on my phone every day. Before I started listening to audio, I would just read or re-read things on my Kindle app while yeah, I walk the dog yeah. or while I'm in line in the grocery store, while I'm here, while I'm at, on break at work. It's literally right in your pocket. So instead of opening up something like TikTok, you could read your Kindle app instead. And it's very convenient. And you know what I've started doing too? And I started doing this when I was trying to like binge read all those fantasy series this past fall and um, up through the winter was I've been buddy reading. So I have been um, doing the print and the ebook and mm-hmm. sometimes even the audio book okay. all at the same time, which huh. gets a little interesting when I jump between devices and apps and it like, mm-hmm. I can't remember where I was. But a lot of the times I like to read a physical book when I'm like, laying in bed at night Mm -hmm. or if I'm eating breakfast like so basically where I can sit still and really focus I like to have the physical book yeah if I'm somewhere like at work or if I'm out and doing something or if it's just like a quick five minutes I like to have the Mm ebook so like I can jump back and forth between formats that way and Mm -hmm. I found that I actually finished books so much faster Mm -hmm. doing that which really probably because I had more time to do it but it was really surprising I think with the time too a lot of people assume they don't have time to read but if you kind of analyze your day, there usually are pockets like that where, yeah, it fits really well to do like Jackie's buddy reading thing. You've got five minutes here. Instead of just like staring at a wall or your phone, you you read for five minutes. It yeah. does add up. And as a further like uh, nudge to point you into the ebook direction, mm-hmm. if you are getting bored and you're reading a romance book, you can always search for naughty words to tell yourself how long until a fun scene comes along. 
And it's a little bit of motivation <laughs> to get you there. One of the things I like too about ebooks are the the note the Oh god, yes. I started new like, bookmark scenes. I've started doing that and it's really fun. Yeah, like I'll leave like, myself comments mm-hmm. and like yeah. It definitely is a lot more interactive than a physical yes. book. I mean, you can tabinate and you can mm-hmm. highlight in a yeah. physical book too. Just mm-hmm. you can't search them. Right. So it is a little different. It, it's less distracting though because I do find on my phone like, oh, I get a notification or whatever. But I, there's a lot of benefits. And I think going forward, we're going to see a lot more people doing kind of like this hybrid reading where they switch back and forth between digital and phone and, and, and physical. Yeah. And right now there are a lot of people that just like die hard print. And I understand it because I do usually prefer the book, but eventually it's going to be more even plus if you're traveling yeah that weighs a lot less mm-hmm. there's a lot of benefits so audio graphic novel ebooks rereading they all count towards reading and if anyone argues with you just say a librarian told you so exactly okay. we will fight for you <laughs> also that hope that you visit a library as your resolution was not just a throwaway line <laughs> most libraries have a ton of free resources that will give you access to everything we've talked about there's absolutely no need to run out and get an audible subscription or start buying kindle books unless you you really want to get more money to amazon for some reason instead just come get a library card most libraries will have access to services like Libby or Hoopla, like we've talked a little bit about today, where you can digitally download library materials to your devices without ever having to go into the building, which is really great. A lot of people love those services. So we have Hoopla and Libby, and most likely your libraries do too. And that way, library in your pocket all the time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I also use Libro.fm. Oh, yeah. I like Libro.fm. Yeah, that one's really cool. I borrowed support local bookstores. Yeah, you support local bookstores. And then if you are something like an educator, librarian, influencer, reviewer, they will actually send you free arcs of stuff. Oh. Like that's like Jess loaned me her account to, to listen to the oh. adventures on. And she's got like 300 things because she signed up as a librarian and they just send her stuff. That's what my Edelweiss is. Yeah. So Edelweiss is another like arc mm-hmm. uh, site. It's like NetGalley. Yeah. And uh, I'm signed up as a librarian and I request a book. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm evaluating it for purchase for the library, which I am mm-hmm. 99.9% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> and there are a lot of different kinds of services like that. I'm just telling, telling you about some of the free ones because we're librarians and I'm really hoping you go to the library instead of support Amazon some more. Yes. That'd be great. And even if you mm-hmm. only read one book in 2024 mm-hmm. and it's only a five page book, that is still a book that yeah. you read. And we are proud of you. Good job. As it's really librarians. hard sometimes. And we're not being patronizing at all. Like seriously. No, it's hard sometimes. <laughs> Our school system, this is a box, like a hill I will die on. Go for it. Our school system kills the love of reading. Yeah. Like there are librarians and educators like Jen and myself who really want to foster that love of reading and want to encourage kids and and adults Mm -hmm. to read as much as they want. But because of the way our school system is set up, it's always you have to read this, do this, do this, do this. And People aren't made to love the same book. Every book they read, every reader their book. So you might all have to read Romeo and Juliet, but maybe only one kid in a 30-seat class likes it. Those other 29 kids are going to be like, oh, I hate all Shakespeare now. Where maybe they just, I don't know, didn't engage with it. I had to read The Giver every year from like 6th grade to 12th grade. I don't know what it was. Just the English teachers kept picking it. And it's a good book, but not every year for like six years. No. Oh, my God. That's terrible. Mm -hmm. And I think right now, too, it's hard with book banning just for teachers to feel safe picking books. Mm-hmm. So they probably are relying more and more on kind of the older on classics. The classics that, yeah. Which is fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with classics. I don't want to be one of those people that are like, oh, they're so elitist and gross. Ugh. They're classics for a reason. They're classics for a reason. Yeah. So if you are somebody who has never been much of a reader, totally fine. Mm-hmm. I encourage you to 
question whether you might like to become a reader to go to your friendly local librarians or to are. email us at ragingromantics at noble.org and ask for recommendations yes. because we always love to talk mm-hmm. about books in case this what was supposed to be a quick episode and turned into almost an hour long episode to not clue you in on there you go <laughs> well i love reading i love talking about reading i think you guys must too to have to listen to us for ages yeah, for so long. Four years. <laughs> we're still here it's crazy okay, on that note jen have you read anything besides the adventures recently yeah like i said essay cosby okay they're both really good the razor blood tier one they are two ex-con fathers whose sons married each other they had been really homophobic during oh. their lives and then their sons got murdered so they they join up to investigate what happened and to go kind of on the story of like redemption and regret wow it was really powerful in the newest his newest one all the sinners bleed uh titus is the first black sheriff of his mostly white hometown ever and he discovers the serial killer that's been operating under everybody's noses for like decades and it's really it's a really big deal that sounds good that one was really cool that one just came out both of those books by the way are on uh president obama's uh yearly reading roundup they're really good very like tense and atmospheric Mm. and i haven't read anything like that in a long time i don't know if it's just because you know i've been so focused on romance that's probably why honestly but very good though i recently read butcher and blackbird have you heard of that one jen it is making waves in the contemporary and specifically dark rom-com sphere okay there is something you didn't think it's by bryn weaver i listened Mm -hmm. to the audiobook fantastic i am sad to say it's audible only and yes i did get an audible account just so i could listen to this wow book um it is dual narration it is almost like a full cast audio production i mean there's only two but anyways but it's a serial killer romance Mm -hmm. the two characters are serial killer vigilantes who kill other serial killers and they make a game out of it (laughs) so every year they come together and they have to track down the same serial killer whoever gets to him first Mm -hmm wins so it is very dark it's very gory one of the (laughs) one of the top trigger warnings is accidental cannibalism oh accidental okay yeah and purposeful cannibalism (laughs) but it is like if you like dark romance if you're open to trying something it was my first five star read Mm -hmm. of the year and it might be one of my best books i'm gonna read this year it was so good and i cannot wait for the second one awesome and that's only on audible no no it's like full like i have it here at the library it's just you can only listen to the audio is audible only that is like the only advantage i could see to audible was audible 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 yeah they have a couple of of originals only to them which is super annoying because there was a couple that sounded good i just don't want to spend the money I wish like publishing Libby, contracts. I, know, I wish like Libby could do something like that. Why can't they have like a Libby only stuff? Because we buy licenses through Libby. Libby is in the publishing company. <sighs> no, I'm just like do that <laughs> instead. All right. Um, well, then, before we end off though, do you? What are your clear resolutions then? I am going to read things that I want to read. Okay. I am going to have fun reading, mm-hmm. and I'm going to try to read more than I am on my phone. Oh, okay. Those are nice. There we go. I'm going to read my 100 books. Okay. And that's it. I like it. <laughs> I'm just going to keep it short and simple and very specific. Cool. What are we doing next time, Jackie? Virgins. Oh, okay. So okay. Um, we're going to be talking about virginity. Okay. In a sense of the myth of virginity through literary history. Okay. It's going to be very PG. Don't worry. Okay. We're we'll not see. talking about the physical implications because we're not doctors okay uh and that's not our place okay but we're gonna be talking about virgins in 
romance books, or at least part of the story of virgins in romance books. I'm actually glad you warned me because I have a virgin book I haven't read yet. Okay. Like a book about virginity. It's going to be talking about a lot of medieval stuff, so. Oh, okay. Well, so. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for bearing with us, Romance Nerds. Jen, do you have any final words? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Go out and read. I hope this helped you a little bit. Go forth and read. Excellent. Jen, what do we always say? Reach on! Bye, guys. <laughs> we are recording oh shoot the joke my life